Hello and welcome back to Bionic. This is episode 54. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined as always by Mr. Matthew Alexander. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm good. I surprised you, didn't I? Yeah, very. It was it was a very surprising surprise. We were having a, just a general chit chat conversation before the show, and I just pressed record and started talking, and and I introduced the show. Bionic is typically um, a show in which we discuss media and technological ecosystems. Um, I think Bionic is evolving at the moment. Probably yeah, the best a very way to put it. Organic route elsewhere. Hmm. Um, but I, I think that people are enjoying the show as in its current form. Um, I mean, people are certainly more vocal about Bionic these days, mm-hmm. which I guess is a good thing. And vocal in a we're enjoying the show way. They're not like, please get off the internet. Yeah, in a in a deeply sensuous and friendly way. Stephen did say he can't listen to the show in the car with his kids anymore. Right, which is. Something that does concern me, that people maybe can't listen around their families anymore. I don't really know why. I mean, um, honestly, I think to do with you. This is going to be controversial. Why would you make your family listen to this in the first place? Because we are awesome. Well, that's true. But it's not like... <laughs> Um, but it's that like, was if so you're matter like of a fact. Five-year-old, you're not burning to hear about like my latest gushing affectations for um, Reed Hastings. I don't know. That was so matter of fact. You were, what? you know, that we were awesome. Well, we are. I think that's indisputable at this point. I'm pretty sure it's the most popular. Sh- we 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 operate the most popular show in the world. The Verge doesn't think so. Yeah, no, but we did have one of our amazing listeners, and I'm really sorry because I can't remember who did it, um, but they, did you see it? They photoshopped uh-huh. the entire list, uh, so I just said Bionic for all of them. I know who it was in my brain, but I can't be 100% sure. Use your brain. Uh, probably. No, Tom, Tom Ellis. Oh, it was, it was Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis. Twitter.com forward slash Tom Ellis tweets. I'm going to put it in the show notes so people can see what, what Tom did. Tom edited The Verge correctly to yeah, show he, Bionic. He fixed an article on The Verge. I mean, that annoyed me, Matthew. Why? Not that I wasn't included. I mean, I would love to have one of my shows be in that podcast list that they put together. But... I feel like 5x5 five five was underrepresented. In yeah, there was the one 5x5 five five show, Geek Friday. Geek Friday, which is a fun show, but, you know, I feel like there should have been more. I mean... They could have at least had, like, a counterculture section and included us. They could have done. Or, you know, or, they could have put in... Or, like, best show about mopeds and included, like, the prompt. Yeah. Or, you know, greatest interview show on the planet included Command Space. Because uh, it is yeah. indisputably, indisputably. Um, you know, I. But fine, if whatever. There's a, you know, there, there's some really good stuff in there. But for whatever reason, The Verge decided that they didn't love us enough. So yeah, well, whoever wrote it is invariably going to um, rot in hell. So that's okay. So who are we, who are we turning to rot in hell? Rot in hell, Verge staff. No, that, it was that's just one guy, was by. wasn't it? No, this is by Verge staff. Well. <laughs> All of them, then. <laughs> you can all run in hell. 
Except Matt Bryan, because he supports Tottenham. And Ellis yeah. Hamburger, because... And Ellis Hamburger, because he's, he's a really very nice friendly. guy. He's a very friendly, friendly man. And he's named after a, a fantastic food. So except you two. Everybody else. Yeah, everyone else. Everyone else. Not really. I like most of them. Well, they don't like us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Verge. Yeah, yeah. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to go any further past the word yeah without swearing or something, something really profane. So don't. So don't. Don't do that. Yeah. We've made it one whole episode without you having to censor me. Fun game for anyone listening. Uh, I got very famously censored in episode 51, but what most people don't realize is that I was censored in episode 52 as well. Mm-hmm. If you can find it, uh, Mike will give you a massage. Yep, and a gold star. I don't think anybody will. I masterfully edited that. You really did. It was quite Did you listen back? Huh? Did you listen back then? Yeah, because that was the one with clown strippers, and I had to do my due diligence to make sure I hadn't ruined my my personal brand for life. (laughs) And just your general reputation. Yeah. Yeah. If if podcasts affected uh, clout scores, <sighs> what is your why? Clout why score? is clout a thing? I'm not sure. Um, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't fully understand. I had someone. So I'm interviewing for interns for my company Need at the moment, and I had someone come in the other day, and I want them to help out with all of our social media, communications, marketing sort of stuff, right? Um, I had uh, someone come in the other day who was obviously extremely qualified, uh, very very smart person. And um, uh, he or she had his or her cloud score listed on his or her resume, oh, and it was it was it was just genuinely baffling to me. I didn't know people did that, and of course, me being me, I immediately sort of judged them. Um, so I hope they didn't walk away from the interview thinking like, "Oh, I'm going to go listen to his show and see if he talks about me." And now I've brought up this. So, yeah, you, you've given them exactly what you, you want. Would you like to know your clout score? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I do log in from time to time. Oh, just Matthew, because... really? What? You log into clout? Yeah, I only you ever... get free stuff. Oh, I don't care. Your clout score is 63. Okay. Mine is 67. Oh, my. In your face. That equates to four extra inches on your genitalia. So I have profile topics and my number 10 profile topic is The Verge. Is it really? Probably because you've been talking about how evil they are. I don't really know what a profile topic is. These topics are visible on your public profile in the order you arrange them. That doesn't make any sense. I want to know what you know when people say you've got plus K and I've got plus K in podcasts. It's good. Um Apparently, I predominantly talk about business, Apple, social media, and entrepreneurship. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. You are one of my influencers. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, business, Apple, social media. That's that's your topics. Yeah. Entrepreneurship. Media Mm. relations. Oh, God. You know, we should just start tweeting purely in hashtags so we can... Get this higher. I do. I do love a hashtag. <laughs> do you really? Yep. Apple Podcast Technology, Social Media, Television, Techno- Television, Te- Technorati, and The Verge. I don't even watch television. Do you read Technorati? Um, I don't think so. No, no one does. 
I, I don't that's even know a, what it that's is. That's like saying really. you read uh, Alta Vista's news. What is Technorati these days? A, a vacant well, hellscape. It's not good, man. This is I mean, not, there's nothing there. It's not the type of website I like to go to. Nothing you want to be associated with. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Clout is so strange to me. Yeah, it's deeply upsetting. I really don't get it. Um, and they've coined this, for anyone who doesn't know, and for anyone who attempts to follow me on Twitter and doesn't get the endless river of inside jokes I tweet, um, Clout recently started using the term clout laws as a hashtag. Like but, outlaws, right? But with clout in front. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, that sounds disgusting. Yeah, it makes it makes any boring word infinitely better. Um, Clamike and um, or like media. <laughs> Clionic. Come on, the media one was amazing. What? Oh God, I didn't <laughs> even hear you say that. <laughs> I hope that's the name of the episode. I know you won't put it as that, but chlamydia is amazing. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, the show. Where did it go? You you are totally responsible for that one. Yeah, I guess. We're going to get taken off the air, right? Like That <laughs> is the eventual thing that happens to this show is we I just... have it I have it on good authority that Mr. Daniel Benjamin um enjoys us. He doesn't listen. No, he doesn't listen, but he enjoys both of us individually. Um what is that? <laughs> yep, sure. Are you okay? Yeah, he's not listening. He never listens. No, no he doesn't listen. But that's that's good because then we can say he doesn't listen. No, he has like kids in the car and things like that. He has people to impress. And uh, Bionic is not conducive to that. Bionic for me is like, if I put it on a resume, it's the loose equivalent of saying that, um, I don't know, that it's sort of like, oh, I have all these respectable jobs and I have this very professional history and I also work part-time as a stripper. And it just sort of quickly glossing over the fact that I have this gaping hole of inappropriateness. Um, which is a metaphor for literally everything um, <laughs> in my professional life. Um, but that's okay. I need, I, need, I need an outlet. It's a bit like why I read comic books quite a bit because um, I need a way, because, you know, there's a lot of like, business going on and whatever else and uh, seriousness in business. my day-to-day, and I need Serious. an outlet. Mm-hmm. Mm. You were saying something, but I can never hear it when I'm saying It's things. good, though, because the listeners get it, but you don't. Some of my best jokes get hidden because I'm I'm just trolling you quietly, and your Skype is set up in such a way that you won't hear yourself. Oh, is it my or Skype? Hear me. I, th- I think it's you. It could be me, but I I doubt there's anything wrong with me. Um, <laughs> Have you asked a doctor? I'm not so sure. Um, we should probably talk about some serious stuff. Oh God, it's going to be so serious. Um, so deeply serious but I would like to thank one of our sponsors before we do we have a new sponsor this week Matthew oh god I love new sponsors shutterstock.com it's where you will find over 20 million stock photos, vectors, illustrations and video clips you can start searching at shutterstock.com to find that perfect image 
for anything that you need, maybe a website, ad, publication, or any other creative project. They have them all. They have a global image collection over at Shutterstock. And they'll help you find images to help suit your project. You can choose between image packs or monthly subscription packages. Whatever fits your needs, you never have to compromise. If you need just one image, you can do that too. Maybe you've got a cool blog post that you want to put up. You just need an image for it. You want to put a nice hero image in there. They can help you out. It's more affordable than you think. There's no extra charge for large files, and they add over 10,000 new images every day. If you need the high-resolution ones, they don't nickel and dime you. If you need them, you just take them. You can easily curate and share your own photos, sorry, share photos that you've collated via lightboxes. So you can choose your favorite pictures or videos and add them to a lightbox gallery. You can even do this on your iPad too, so you can really take a look at um, the sort of images that you're collecting compare them together and pick the right one for your project. They even have an enhanced license access so if you like an image and want to run it on print or swag for one of your trade shows that you may be doing, Matthew, you're probably going to do trade shows at some point. I'm going in two weeks. There you go. You can use Shutterstock and they'll give you an enhanced license so you can use maybe one of their images, vectors, icons, an infographic, video clip, anything. They've got it all. If you need any help, Shutterstock.com will get you a rep dedicated to you if you have any questions. They also have 24-hour support during the week. Sign up for a free browse account at Shutterstock.com. No credit card needed. When you find the images you like and decide to purchase, you want to use the code BIONIC8 and you get 30% of any package. Please help support the show. Thank you to Shutterstock for sponsoring us and help us supporting 5 by 5 There you go. Shutterstock.com. Shutterstock. Jeff Bezos is crazy. Oh, I love him so much. Jeff Crazios. Crazios. If, I, if I were a writer, a business insider, which I'm not. Um, <laughs> Why a business insider? Because they we'll have see. no morals. Uh, no, I'd write. Um, I'd write. <laughs> well, he also um, is an investor in business insider, but that's aside the point. Um, I would write a top five list of um, executives I would do sexual favors for. No. And no. um, Jeff no. would be in there. So would Reed. No. What? Just I'm just protesting you as a human. Just putting it on the record. Um, no, I, 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 I love Jeff Bezos. Do you not like Jeff Bezos? I don't have any personal problem with him. Do you, but that's not to say that you like him or you respect him. <laughs> sure, I respect him. Do you? Yeah. Enough? <laughs> For what? I don't know. How aroused are you right now? No. Mm-mm. Okay, so, um, I mean, he, he's, he, he's a very, very accomplished executive, and he also invests in very general interests and important societal projects. Um, yep. So he's um, invested a lot in uh, space exploration. Um, he's invested a lot in atomic clocks. He's invested Sorry, what? a lot. Atomic clocks? He's been doing a lot with sort of all sorts of stuff. His his investment portfolio is diverse, and that's being reductive of the word diverse. And, um, you know, things like, so he bought the Washington Post, is what we're alluding to, for $250 million. And a lot of people have been scratching their heads about it. Um, but to me, it resonates as, um, I mean, there's a lot of very, very important reasons why he's done it. But um, 
to me, it's it's indicative of this sort of personality he's pursuing as this guy that's investing in and has a vested belief in um, societal projects that are very important for all of us. Why do you think he has done this? Um, so uh, there's many reasons. Well, one of the most important in my eyes is, um, you know, he's looking for... Um, increased political capital. Um, he's obviously very involved with the government. Mm-hmm. Um, Obama recently um, had speeches from Amazon factories endorsing them amidst all these controversies over the fact that it's, um, you know, they're uh, sort of poor labor conditions and things like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's done it for, that's one of the reasons. I think some of the other reasons, are, you know, he's, he's obviously a media personality and he's, in, he's trying to further instantiate that. Um, I think he needs, I think I th- th- there's a lot of reasons. I mean, how do you take this? I am very interested by it. Um, it seems like a, a wild thing to do to buy a print newspaper. I mean, he might, continue it in print he might rip away the print i'm not sure i mean a lot of people are sort of really being like well you know it's independent from amazon you know that like you know it's not amazon that bought them it's independent i don't think it's independent at all like and and the way that i'm thinking about this is if you think about steve jobs and disney so when disney bought pixar steve jobs became the single largest shareholder in disney right and was on the board and if you think about all of Apple's entertainment stuff that they done, the first partner to sign on was always Disney. They used Disney movies and Disney TV shows, or like you know from the Disney family on present in presentations. Um, any for anything media related that Disney had a hand in would always be on Apple products and in the iTunes store. Sure. So, I mean, I'm not saying that he's gonna. You know, I don't know what he's going to do, but I feel like any purchase like this, when one man is, well, the C, is he the owner of Amazon? Does he own Amazon? Bezos? Yeah. Uh, yes, I believe so. It's his company, right? I believe so. Like, he's not just the CEO. Right. So he owns both. Um, I can't see why you wouldn't have them get involved in some way. I mean... Well, he's he's actively said that they're going to be uh, they're not going to be related. It's like Google and Motorola. Well, no, because Google bought Motorola. No, but uh, in this well, case, okay, then it's like know, it goes back to what I just said about Disney and Apple. Then, like, yeah, it's it's a similar sort of situation, except Steve Jobs didn't he wasn't the owner and CEO of Pixar or whatever. Um, he was on the he he had a position on the board and whatever else. Yeah. Um, in this situation, it's it's a very wealthy individual who owns his own uh, very large e-commerce and media company, who has made from that money. He's he's started investing in a lot of media properties. He's invested in Business Insider. He's invested in and he's invested in and now purchased the Washington Post. Um, the Washington Post. The reason why that's significant and it it sort of resonates with the whole Disney thing is that uh, Washington Post has been family owned for well, for its entire history. And um, it's it's stayed true to its morals. And under the most recent executive, 
they've never had any layoffs in spite of the sort of climate surrounding the print industry. Um, so internally, it's, it's a newspaper and it's an outlet that's built upon a lot of principles and it does need to modernize. The family that had been behind it hadn't been really pursuing that um, and they had obviously been hemorrhaging revenue and so Bezos buying it, um, on many levels, it makes sense in terms of the obvious, I'm going to say, there's obvious synergies with Amazon. Um, but um, it makes even more sense because it's a very principled, it's a very, it's, it's sort of a last bastion of really good content, one that is very ripe to be, uh, for, it's very ripe to have innovation instilled into its veins, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Jeff can be uh, the person that does that. Have you read uh, M.G. Siegler's piece? I've skimmed. Very good. I mean, he calls Jeff Bezos a genius, and I'm inclined to agree. I love the, the title. What was the title? While we're trying to follow his game of checkers, Jeff Bezos is playing chess. Right. Because uh, he sort of is like, originally, like M.G.'s, like, I didn't understand Amazon and thought that they were a stupid company because... Yeah, no they, one gets it. Everyone's an idiot. Big, not, ev- not Everyone's not an idiot, Matthew. 90% of people are No, idiots. I'm not allowing that. Um, because they they don't make any money as a company. Yes, they do. Okay, oh. they do, uh, mm. Calm down. They don't turn profit. Okay. Yeah, yes, they do. But they oh. spend it all. Yes, Just they Just calm yourself. They, yeah. they, on their, when it comes to their earnings, yes. their earnings reports, yes. their profits... They don't display them like typically like other companies in this space do. That's because they reinvest. All companies reinvest. Amazon yes, reinvests. These guys have firmly um, invested in reinvesting into their own infrastructure. Amazon reinvests a lot more and it does them before earnings. Right. So it makes them different. Right. So when people see that they're different, they think, well, what is Amazon doing? They don't seem to be making any money here. I'm going to put out a plea to everyone right at this very juncture right now. Next time um, Amazon releases earnings, inevitably there's always one person, at least one person, with either a blog or a popular Twitter account who will say something along the following lines. They'll say, Apple posts you know, record earnings and its stock goes down. Meanwhile, Amazon posts um, you know, a decline in profit year over year and yet their stock goes up. That doesn't make any sense. Everyone hates Apple. And it's like, no, you absolute moron. That is because Stop Amazon is setting itself up for the future. It's, I mean, it's not going anywhere. It's a cornerstone of the very, you know, fabric of the modern internet. Everyone uses it. They have consistent revenue streams coming in from subscribe and save, prime, all sorts of things. And all they're doing is they're playing a game of brinkmanship over margins. And as a result, what that means is, They've been driving down prices and they're democratizing the, the availability of uh, products. And it beca- means that they're the go-to supplier for a great many different things. They're also providing hosting for most of the world's biggest sort of companies and startups. They're also um, increasingly now providing warehousing for um, people that are doing logistics in terms of e-commerce. And basically the, the entire company, it's, it has this... Uh, nebulous sort of um, it, it sort of expands everywhere it has roots and you know it touches on all sorts of different areas of industry all of which 
are very related to the core Amazon experience and products. And anyone that focuses solely upon margins and exactly how much profit they're making is failing to see that what Amazon is doing is they're trying to become something akin to like a Google, where they are very much at the core of the internet experience. And Jeff Bezos, his inclination, if someone comes to him, and this has been written a lot in the past few days, if someone comes to him, in fact, you know, you know who wrote this is Henry Blodgett as the CEO of uh, Business Insider and someone I make fun of quite a lot. But he actually wrote a very intelligent piece about what it's like to be in a company owned by Jeff Bezos or invested in by Jeff Bezos. And the core message shared in there is that um, if you go to Jeff Bezos and you have a long-term plan that will increase profitability and increase the viability and longevity of the company, he's the first person to jump on board and help back it and make it happen. He's a believer in making sure that companies can last. If Amazon had focused solely upon just selling DVDs and books in the early 2000s, it would have died. But instead, they've diversified everything that they do, and they've done so in a way that allows them to drive down prices, to live on razor-thin margins, and to become more and more attractive to the end consumer. And anyone that can't understand that based on their earning reports is missing the entire point of why Amazon is such a fascinating company and why Jeff Bezos is such a fantastic executive. End of rant. Why don't you tell me how you really feel? While I was yelling, I've stripped off 80% of my clothes. Sounds about right. There's a crowd gathering outside my door to see what's happened. Sources at the Washington Post, speaking to The Verge, um, who asked for anonymity, spoke that during... And after the uh, speech that Bezos gave to the Washington Post staff, said there were plenty of sad faces following the meeting. It was like a funeral, said another. People are scared. Well, it's because um, it was family-owned, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, evidently, that, the point you know, the having avoided all these layoffs and everything, um, you would have very positive feelings towards the ownership. Mm-hmm. What? I agree. Did you say something while I was talking? I went, mm-hmm. As in, I, I agree. Um, I think... Um, I think I think the acquisition makes sense. If I was inside the company and I was in such a volatile industry as working in print media, um, I would be very wary too because invariably with new leadership there comes the threat of trimming um, the workforce. And I think that's a very real possibility. But... I think Jeff Bezos, in terms of his track record, and in terms of everything I just said in that lengthy rant, if I was working inside that company, if anything, I'd feel somewhat excited for the potential that he brings to the company. Because change, people are very afraid of change, particularly in our industry, which is baffling and is a complete contradiction. Um, it's because I think nerds are very fragile about change and they want comfort. Um, You're upset today. Yeah. um, The the truth is that change is necessary. And that without change, without an ongoing discussion and introspection based upon um, what the company is doing and what people are doing and how people are behaving and how the market is behaving and how their users are behaving, um, you'll become irrelevant. So the Washington Post has done a lot very well in terms of staying true to its principles. And I think that if there's one person who can keep those principles intact 
whilst also allowing the company to remain profitable and do some really interesting things in the media space, it would be Jeff Bezos. I mean, that's what he's done time and time again. Um, and he's done it not just in one industry, you know, not just in one space. It's not like, you know, I have this undying affection for Reed Hastings, but what he's done is very, very uh, central to film and television. Um, I wouldn't feel the same about him taking over print media because he has no proven track record there. And it's not that Jeff Bezos does either, but he has a background very conducive to doing very interesting things there. Um, and at the very least, like I can understand the negativity and the concern. I mean, that's very natural. Um, and I certainly hope no one loses a job. You know, that would be that would be a shame. But I think, I think if you focus on the long term long term ramifications of having someone like Jeff Bezos by your company and him keeping it separate from Amazon and talking very specifically in his memo to the employees how he's keeping it separate from Amazon um, and sort of assuring them that this sort of spirit of principle that they have within the company, within the Washington Post, will survive and will remain intact. You know, I think there's plenty of reason for confidence and um, excitement because, I mean, as much as a family-owned company is nice, um, they were obviously on a route towards stagnation and with or without being acquired, they would have had to undergo uh, some sort of internal disruption of the way they do things now. And if there's someone that has his finger on the pulse of the way the media industry should be going, someone that's seen how like the television industry is changing and how logistics are changing and how shipping is changing, it's Jeff Bezos. And he's been able to latch into that time and time again. And I would suspect that he'd have the ability to do so internally there as well. So... For all of this, which I've been saying, probably the same thing repeatedly, I am, um, I'm very excited about it. And the reason the Verge has those sources is probably because Joshua Topolsky writes for the Washington Post. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I mean, do you, I mean, do you even see what I'm talking about? Do you disagree at all? Not particularly. I, th I mean, I, I, I tend to have this very sort of bullish opinion about Amazon just because it's a bit like Netflix. When Netflix took a dive in terms of share price, um, everyone was sort of saying that it was evidence that the company was collapsing and everyone pointed to Quickster and all this, um, the way that, Jeff, uh, that Reed Hastings was mismanaging the company. That's inaccurate. What he was trying to do was exactly what the company needed, but people are afraid of change. Oh, I think um, you just made a bad decision. No, that's true. And, um, well, I mean, who do you know right now that uses a DVD uh, rental package? Yeah, no, that bit was fine. The spinning off wasn't the issue for me. It was the fact that he then raised... We've had this conversation before. It was the fact that he then raised the prices of the digital part didn't right. make sense. Th th those two things, if he wanted to do them, should have been done at separate times, not at the same time. We're going to split so it off. That was, that was a calamity, but yeah. the, the main thing I want to focus on, really, is the fact that when the price dived, everyone believed that that was evidence that Netflix wasn't going to last. You know, that it was being mismanaged and it wasn't, you know, a viable media property. Mm -hmm. And um, in the time since, we've seen them reinvest, we've seen them grow coarser over coarser, and we've seen them turn into this huge media juggernaut. And we've seen them now, it's taken them, you know, a fraction of the time to get Emmy nominations compared to like HBO, which is the company it's most frequently compared to. Um, and 
I don't know why I brought up Netflix, but it's because any chance you get, you want to talk about um, Reed Hastings. Oh God, it's a very talented man, Michael. I don't um, doubt that. But the point was, I don't know what the point was, but that that's you know how you manage a company. That's how you do this. Is you look at what your company does now, and you look at what what you should be doing in the future. How you can facilitate your company surviving in a different market because uh, streaming media, so like Netflix starts as a DVD rental service. They start investing in streaming media. That's a very intelligent forward-thinking decision. From there, they start thinking about original programming. From there, they start looking at what else they can do. So like closer partnerships with television providers. They've also chosen not to build their own um, specific hardware uh, because they want to make it, you know, they don't want to step on anyone's toes. They want Netflix to be available for literally anyone. Um, all of those are extremely intelligent decisions and somehow or other, and I'm sure someone listening will be able to find the correlation I was going to talk about with the Washington Post and Jeff Bezos. But um, it's there somewhere. I just can't remember what I was talking about. I've been talking a lot. Let's take a break. Okay, please. You okay with that? Yeah, yeah, desperate. I want to take a quick moment to thank our second sponsor for this week, and that is Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website for a free trial and 10% off. Go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO8. Squarespace is constantly updating their platform with new features, designs, and fantastic support. They have great designs, beautiful templates for you to work with that have tons of style options that you can adjust so you can really create your own space online. And all of these designs feature responsive web design, 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 because and then it will make sure that it looks fantastic on any device that somebody is coming to look at your site on. I think that's very important these days. Squarespace takes care of hosting, SEO, and all of the nasty stuff you don't want to have to worry about. That Squarespace have got it all covered for you. It's really easy to use, but if you need any help, they have amazing support that work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Go to their website, go to squarespace.com and sign up for a free trial. Also check out the videos that are on their page now, which give you examples of how different people use Squarespace to create their own websites in all different manners of industry. If you decide to purchase, Squarespace plans start at $8 a month and they include a domain name for free if you sign up for a year. And don't forget, you will get 10% off and support the show if you use the code TALLYHO8, that's T-A-L-L-Y-H-O and the number 8. So go check out Squarespace, everything that you need to create an exceptional website. Sorry, I got so ranty. That's okay. It was like It's been a while since I've done that. It's like old bionic. Yeah, old school bionic. So we've made we've made stupid inappropriate jokes. We've shouted at each other a little bit, and you went on an epic rant. This is like the pure. This episode so far is like the the pure like sort of essence of what bionic it's, is. It's the poster child for bionic. You need to say some stuff like um, ecosystem and and just really long verbs, and then we're we're. Safe. Amazon is building an ecosystem. It's true. There you go. Jeff Bezos is an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Erotic ecosystem. No. no. Um, you're the one that said chlamydia on the show. So. I didn't actually say it. You said it. Oh, I thought you said it, but I just couldn't no, hear it. I just said media. Cla space media. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like Speaking of things that sound like that, I have to go stay in Vegas by myself for like five days in a week. Is that for a trade show? Yeah, so in Vegas uh, this month, 
there's um, all at the same time they have it's for the sort of furniture fashion all that so all those sort of industries they all come together in Las Vegas for all these various conventions it's kind of like what happens around CES in January for technology um, but for like fashion yeah and, oh, that's um, fashion oh I love the fashion yeah <laughs> and um, yeah so I'm going um, and I have lots of like partners and whoever else there and I'm finalizing a lot of contracts and so it's gonna be very businessy but um, staying in Vegas by yourself for five days is a deeply deeply upsetting prospect been to Vegas before yeah once before and um I mean, even just even remotely, even hinting at the sort of stuff that happened whilst there would get me arrested retroactively. Um, right. And um, and that was when I was with like ten people, but like going alone, it's I don't know. If any of our listeners live in Las Vegas, which would be really interesting. Um, people live outside there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in Nevada and stuff, but like living in Las Vegas itself, I don't know, it would be difficult. Um, I mean, have you been? Yes. What did you think? I enjoyed it immensely. Did you? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I yeah, see. I mine was just a blur, and um, as you can imagine, and uh, really, mm-hmm. there was lots of cups of tea and mm-hmm. uh, museums and Cakes. Uh, art galleries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, Skipping through uh, lush parks. So, what are you going there for? To meet people? I, I mean, I can't really talk about the specifics. Oh, give oh, away a lot of what oh, I'm doing. Sorry, Matthew. I, you know, uh, I'll, I'll say I'll say it like this: I'm finalizing a lot of very important contracts, um, and some of my investors are going, and some of my team is going, and uh, so there will be people there. Some of I'm, your team. Yeah. You have a team now. Yeah. How big is your team? How big is Team Matt? Team Matt. Go um, Team Matt! My team, um, which is Matt and Team Combined, um, is like, I don't know, like 10 people. You have a team of 10 people. When did these people become your team? Not like salaried people. Okay. But like um, partners I have, investors, board members. Are you... Are you sexual partners. Stop. Are you paying for the... The, the team to go to Vegas? No, they're all going independently. I didn't realize they were all going. Okay. Because oh, no. I was going to say, if you were, then why can't I be on Team Matt? And then I can go to Vegas. Well, I mean, Vegas is embarrassingly and weirdly and slightly disturbingly cheap to go to. Uh, uh, I'm staying for five nights at some sort of hotel, which I'm not going to specify. Oh, why? Because no if, one's going to well, come find I mean, you. They're massive, I suppose. So I'm staying at the MGM, oh. which, is quite, which is quite nice, right? It's, BC, it's not, it's baby! Not, it's not the nicest. I hate you. Um, <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, but, uh, like, staying for five nights is really cheap. Are you staying in a suite? Have you got the whole top floor of the MGM Grand? Do you have a lion that's going to run around in your room? It's sort of like a vacant space with a revolving heart-shaped bed and mirrored ceiling. Are you in the janitor's closet? Yeah, it's... Well, no, it's more sort of... It's more like a stadium. Right. um, In which there is one extremely robust bed. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, lots of mirrors and um, slides and uh, Mm. swings. I love nasium. 
If if anything, Shh. no. I mean, this could be the Matt Alexander oral experience. Sure. Okay. Um. Well, just the Matt Alexander experience. They should name a room after that in all Las Vegas hotels. Yep. You have like the various different packages you can get for when you go. I'm pretty yeah, sure like the love package. I'm the pretty sure that package, they could make the a Matt Alexander experience delay show out of you. I'm just talking over you now to stop you. Yeah. Why did I? Why did I think talking about Las Vegas with Matt Alexander would be a good idea? I haven't even gone into like some of the stuff that's happened when I've been there. Before. I don't think that you should. I don't. Think I, it's I befriended and became very good friends with a prostitute while I was there. Oh, Matt, come on. No. That wasn't to say that... No, I'm stop, not saying it. Just stop. Okay. Just, okay. just, you know. Okay. Just stop. Yeah. Do we, we have more topics, don't we? I don't want to talk about anything with you. Why? Because you're a horrible human. What? Why? <laughs> I'm very nice. Well. I didn't do anything sordid. Mm. I genuinely didn't. Mm. It's, it's, it's a very strange story. I'm not going to tell it. I don't want to hear it. No. Um... No, there's, there's, there's children listening as we speak, Michael, I honest, filthy person. I honestly think we could be done for the day. I'll leave it up to you. I haven't really got anything of note. Nothing meaty in your hands. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Bionic. I am Mike Hurley. You, you know... I'm the nice one. I, I try my hardest. That's not even necessarily I am, true. I am. <laughs> I am. I Mike. I M Y K E on on Twitter. Matthew writes online. It's a lot cleaner, and it's at one thirty seven dot net. O N E three seven dot net. And he is Matt Alex and M A W T A L E X A N D on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Bionic. Um, sorry. Yeah, sorry.